Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willette from PipesAndCigars.com and welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. How you doing, David? Glad to see you here. Uh, and for those of you who didn't um, get the unfortunate news, um, David had to let us know that uh, there won't be a Richmond show this year. It was there were there were issues that caused a lot of changes to be discussed and everything, and at the last minute, it just didn't seem to all come together. Um, but they are shooting to do it next year, and uh, hopefully, gives them enough time uh, to be able to uh, to properly plan everything. And uh, David said it really hurt having to cancel, and I'm sure it did. Uh, but, you know, hopefully next year things will uh, work out, out a lot easier and smoother. And maybe dates, because now other shows have popped up in the same time frame, not necessarily the same weekend, but when you're asking pipe makers, and pipe sellers uh, to come to an event and there's one the weekend before or the weekend after or whatever. These people travel from their homes uh, by car for a lot of them because they have to carry their, their goods with them. And um, it's a lot of driving. They've got to pay for hotels and everything else. And to ask them to pack up from home, go to X place, do a show, and then drive from that show without stopping home to go to the next show. It's asking a lot. So hopefully things will be worked out next year. Everybody will get a better idea of what shows are happening when and, um, and the dates can be set so that there's a lot less conflict too so anyway um we're we're ready to move on david uh, david said he just wants a 40th anniversary show to be really good for everyone and we all have the same wishes um you know the core group at uh, down in richmond um has been one of the longest standing groups supporting our hobby uh, and had done it for so long uh, with a show uh, which is one of my favorites just because the people are so welcoming. Um, you know, if you're at the Richmond show uh, and you need something, uh, all you have to do is talk to one of the club members. They'll find some way to make it happen. Uh, they, they've always been superb and, um, you know, I'm disappointed that there won't be a show this year, but I would much rather everything go right, um, than to try to cobble something together and, and have the, the issues. So, um, you know, good luck to the folks in the club, um, for being able to put something together for next year, that'll work out better. Um, and David says, we always want everyone to feel welcome, have a good time and enjoy themselves. And if you get to go to one of their shows, you will enjoy yourself. Um, it's always a good time, friendly people and a lot of camaraderie. So um, again, Let's um, let let's hope everything works out better for next year, and maybe we'll be so far past um, health issues that uh, it it'll be a better experience anyway. All right, so we got a lot to cover this week. And um, I'm going to go over what's going on in PNC. Um, a lot is happening behind the scenes at PNC. Um, 
we're um, we're kind of uh, shaking up responsibilities a little bit, and um, hopefully, you know, it's not noticeable on your end. Um, but we're doing what we can to make things work a little bit smoother and uh, and be a little bit easier for everyone. So um, we do have a, a few uh, few changes, um, but you you as I said, you won't notice anything. Um, we have a bunch of new stuff coming. Um, we'll talk more about that. There are new releases coming from Sutliff and from Cornell and Deal, and we'll let you know about those um, as we get a little bit closer to the drop dates. So uh, let me get ready to show you what's happening on PNC. And here we go. So this is what's happening on Pipes and Cigars this week. This is the big one. Uh, Captain Black is 20% off. A lot of people started pipe smoking with Captain Black. A lot of those people still smoke Captain Black. Um, it's the number one selling brand of pipe tobacco in the U.S., and it has been since the 1970s. So that's a pretty long string of success. Uh, we have a hard time keeping it in the warehouse, and now it's going to be that much tougher because we're taking 20% off Captain Black so that the Cans, the seven ounce cans are only $23.94 each, and the one and a half ounce pouches are only $6.50 each. Um, I know there are plenty of you who are fans of the Captain. Here's your opportunity to stock up on the one or ones that you enjoy, um, and you should take advantage of it. We don't run this kind of sale that often once, maybe twice a year. Uh, so if you're looking to, um, to stock up on tobacco to get you through the winter, especially, um, this week's going to be a great week for you because you're, as you're going to see, there are even more tobacco deals going on this week. Such as Scotty's Bulk Blends, up to 15% off. That includes, as it says here, Salmon River, University Professor, Stonewall, and more. And that more includes blends like Butternut Burley, which has been uh, a big seller for us for many, many years. Um, so if you like any of the Scotty's Blends, Again, here's an opportunity to stock up. Um, and there's enough variety in the deals that we're offering this week that I think um, people are going to be really thrilled uh, with their chances to save right now. Um, Edward says uh, that he loves Captain Black. Well, take advantage of it, Edward. Now, this is a carryover from last week's Customer Appreciation Week. We're continuing our flash sale at up to 70% off. There are items here from uh, Barracini, Stanwell, Lane, and, and more different companies. You see the, the Decatur cloth pouch there. Um, so there are all kinds of deals going on here. Uh, you can get items as low as 60 cents a piece. Um, definitely worth jumping on, on board. Uh, David says, Cap uh, Butternut Burley is amazing. If you miss Captain Black Copper, 
try this, you won't be sorry. And I agree with that. James asks, why are you guys not picking up the phone? He's been calling for days. It's not that we're not picking up the phone. It's that the call volume is so high that uh, we are not able to field all the calls. I mean, I know that that doesn't make sense, but it's true. And the reason is we're having some mechanical issues in the warehouse that's delayed a number of orders. So we have a lot of calls coming in from people asking where their orders are. It's not that they're lost. It's not that we don't want to get them out. It's a simple matter of some mechanical problems at the warehouse. We're working on resolving them. They should be resolved shortly so we can get back to getting things out as quickly as possible. But right now, we have, are having a hard time keeping up. If you are having a hard time getting through by phone, send us a Facebook message to the BNC page. Uh, we do have some people monitoring um, the PNC Facebook uh, account uh, to be able to help with the overflow from the phone calls. So it's not that we're ignoring you. It's not that we don't want to pick up your phone call. It's that we have a limited number of people to answer them and the phones are flooded. I apologize for this um, and hopefully it will be ancient history fairly soon. Um, next up is Smoker's Pride. Now, it's again, another tobacco burden. Uh, you, if you buy four or more bags, you get them for only $12.49 each. It will be um, a little bit more if you only buy three or two or one. But uh, here's an opportunity to stock up. Um, and considering that Smoker's Pride is one of the best-selling brands on PNC, I know a lot of you are going to want to take advantage of this. Uh, David says technology is amazing when it works and a pain when it doesn't. Patience is a virtue. And, and I appreciate that um, point of view, David. And we are, we are really um, doing the best we possibly can. We put things in place in an effort to do a better and faster job for you. Um, but sometimes things break. And uh, right now, that's a situation we're dealing with. So we do appreciate your patience. And as I said, use the uh, Facebook Messenger to contact me and say um, somebody should uh, be able to answer you there. On top of everything else, Sir Walter Raleigh is 15% off. Two of, again, the most popular tobaccos that we have on PNC. Sir Walter Raleigh Regular and Aromatic, both 15% off. They're a bargain to begin with. 15% off just makes them that much better. Um, so... Uh, if you're a Sir Walter Raleigh fan, if you love Burley blends, uh, here's an opportunity to get some great tobaccos and save. By now, if you've planned on purchasing each one of the special tobacco deals this week, uh, you're, you're going to be fine to get through until spring. Um, and then we have Barrachini pipes at 20% off. Um, these pipes, the shapes probably look familiar to you. They're very popular Italian shapes. The quality of manufacture is every bit as good as more expensive Italian pipes. Um, they're made in a major factory. I can't tell you which one, but you would recognize the name if I told you. And um, there are some fantastic bargains. 
and there are new Barrachini pipes coming in the next month to two months. So we're really working on um, getting you um, some great buys uh, it with the Barrachini pipes. I think you're going to love them, and the new ones are spectacular. Um, on top of that, the 20% off, you know, I mean, these pipes are, are really well-priced to begin with. Um, I think virtually all of them are under $100 at normal price. Um, and now you're going to save 20% on top of that. It's, it's a heck of a bargain. So um, you definitely want to take a look at that. David said he just recently started smoking Sir Walter Raleigh, and it's very high quality and enjoyable burly. He was surprised. I, I have some right over here on the bookshelf, and um, I, I enjoy Sir Walter Raleigh when, like when I'm walking the dog. I'm not thinking about what I'm smoking. I'm, I'm puffing and, and just getting the enjoyment out of the the routine and the companionship of a good pipe. Um, and for those times, something like Sir Walter Raleigh is a perfect blend. Um, David wants to know um, about uh, the Barrachini box pouch. I like very much um, the box type pouches, and it's it, it, kind of personal for me. Um, being diabetic, I have neuropathy. It's caused obviously a lot of problems um, where I've lost part of a leg and I lost part of a foot. Um, I have it in my hands too. Uh, so a lot of typing and things like that caused me discomfort. Um, and I used to prefer a roll-up pouch. And the reason I did was because the way I like to pack my pipe because of over 40 years or 45 years of experience, I like to just put the bowl down in the pouch and then scoop the tobacco in using my index finger. I've been doing it for a long time that way, and I can pack a pipe just fine doing it that way because I have the feel. Um, but the problem is that I'm a lot clumsier than I used to be. And with the neuropathy, sometimes if I'm holding a pouch in my hand, I won't feel it slide around and I can wind up dumping the tobacco. That's when I started to really like box pouches. Um, because when you flip that flap up and pull the, the front of the tobacco compartment forward, you have a, a solid base and it opens up like a box. And so that way I can put the pouch down on a surface and just hold it to keep it from sliding. And I can use the other hand to pack my pipe. So I really like box pouches. I think they're, they're smart. They make sense. Plus you fold them up and they easily fit in pretty much any pocket you have. So, um, David, if that, I hope that answers your question, but. I really like box pouches. Okay, this week's tobacco of the week is John Cotton's Double Pressed Burley. Now, this is a blend. It's got Virginia. It's got uh, some uh, dark fired in it too, but it's primarily burley. Um, they're very high quality burley. And um, originally pressed into flakes. And then the flakes are mechanically separated. So they're, they're basically turned back into a, rib, a ribbon. This allows oxygen to get back into the tobacco. It kind of wakes up the flavor. 
And then after it's had enough time to, to re-oxygenate, the, the loose-cut tobacco is then moved to a press and pressed into a block. Um, this double pressing helps to take the sharp edge off the flavor, smooths it out, um, makes it less harsh, and deepens the flavor. And the Burley is one of my favorites in the bunch. It is a tasty, very easy smoking blend, produces a lot of smoke. So I think um, if you like Burley at all, try the John Cotton's Double Pressed Burley. And when we do the Tobacco of the Week, there's always a deal. So um, go to the homepage, click on the Tobacco of the Week button. It'll take you to the page. Save yourself some money and try a really superb, um, relatively new tobacco. It's only been out a couple of years. Um, and then we're into September. Happy September. Welcome to September 1st. And because of that, we have a new monthly deal. And this month, it's the PNC 10 sale. One more opportunity for you to save on your, uh, on your tobaccos. We've selected a huge number of different tin tobaccos, and we're selling them for up to 10% off um, their regular price with prices as low as $7.99. And there are blends here from Peterson, Hearth and Home, John Cotton's, and more. So um, you've got a month to stock up. Here's your opportunity. Uh, the deal runs the entire month, so you don't have to rush right now. But um, to make sure that we have what you want in stock, I would suggest you move sooner rather than later. Um, this week, my cigar clippings is um, tips on storing your cigars. Uh, number one tip is, you know, if you're going to store cigars, uh, let's face it, the, the, the right way to do it is with a humidor. Yes, you can, you can modify a cooler. Uh, you can use glass, ceramic, or acrylic jars. You can use Ziploc bags. But really, a humidor is the best way. And the reason is humidors are lined with Spanish cedar. Uh, not only is it mildly aromatic with an aroma that works very well with cigars, uh, it's also a hydroscopic material. So when you get your humidor, the, one of the first things you should do is you should dampen all of the Spanish cedar surfaces um, a few times to allow the wood to take on some moisture because the moisture that's in the wood helps to stabilize the box. If your humidification device happens to run out, there may be enough moisture still in the wood to keep the cigar stable until you recharge uh, your humidifier. So we're assuming that you're going to use a humidor with a Spanish cedar lining. Um, you can use a passive system like what comes in most um, humidors. Uh, you can use an active system, which would be a um, an electronic uh, device that goes in the humidor and has a reservoir. And when the humidity drops below a certain level, a fan kicks in, distributes moisture. Uh, basically, it's the most hands-off uh, way to keep your cigars. You probably only need to load the tank once or twice a month. Uh, and then other than that, you can just leave your box alone. 
Um, and then you can also use two-way systems like the, the bead systems or um, pouches from Bovida. Um, they work both ways. If the humidity gets too high, they will absorb extra moisture. And if the humidity drops, they will release moisture uh, to help keep your cigars. But probably the biggest tip that I have is don't go by the old saw, which is your box should be at 70% relative humidity and you should try to keep it at 70 degrees where the humidor is. Um, I'm kind of in agreement with that. 70 is about perfect temperature-wise. Um, you don't run into real issues until you hit about 80. And the reason is a lot of cigars um, still have um, dormant uh, larvae from tobacco beetles. And uh, when it gets above 80, they can hatch. And once they hatch, they will turn all of the cigars in your humidor into flutes. They will rip right of tiny little holes right through all your cigars in no time flat. Um, if you happen to notice any cigars that are getting attacked by beetles, get them out of the box right away. And then you may want to take your other cigars put them in a Ziploc bag and stick them in the freezer for a few days to kill off those larvae. Then take the bag out of the freezer, put it in the fridge for a day or two because you want to bring the temperature up gradually and then you can return them uh, to your humidor. But don't settle on 70% relative humidity. Um, personally, I find that 70 is slightly too high for my tastes. Uh, some of the cigars that are not as firmly packed, there's not as much filler in them. So they have kind of a looser draw. At around 70% humidity or above, you take a good draw on one of them after obviously cutting and lighting it. And you'll find that the cigar kind of collapses a little bit as you draw. Um, personally, I have found uh, my sweet spot at 67% uh, relative humidity. I have an active system. It's in my box right over here to my left. Um, the box that I've got is a 200 count. And I have it set for 67%. It does a perfect job of maintaining my cigars. Um, but that's just me. Play around with humidity levels. All right. So that's my cigar clipping for the week. My philosophy. I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. Yeah. It's just the way it happens. Also helps you to get out of work if you have the kind of job where you can get out of work. And I'm showing you once again Barracini's Halloween Pipe for 2022, nicknamed Jack, because he looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Um, that's a an author or a 320 shape. And you can see that the bowl definitely does look like a, um, a pumpkin. Uh, it has a beautiful orange color, just about the, the perfect shade of orange. Uh, comes with a gold tone ring and a black acrylic stem. And it's especially nice because today the Barracini Halloween pipe went live on PNC, so they are now available. A very limited number of these pipes were produced, 
when they're gone, they're gone. We don't plan on doing a reissue. Um, we've got a lot more in the in the works, but um, this is very special, and they're in stock and they're ready to go. Um, let me take a look here. I want to check something out. Um, just give me a moment, please. Oh boy, some people found out about it because some of them are already gone. So, folks, if you think this is a pipe you may be interested in, you're going to want to take advantage before they're all gone. David's looking at the page right now. Good old Jack. Okay. And then um, just a reminder that the uh, Cascadia Pipe Company's first pipe uh, called Ponderosa will be coming shortly. Um, they have an Italian Corallo or coral finish, uh, that unique rustication that I think the Italians are the only ones who do this well. Um, it's got a, a chestnut stain and then they use a, a black stain that they apply and then quickly wipe off to give it kind of an antique antique look. Um, and it has a green and black acrylic stem. There's a shank cap on the shank uh, to prevent splitting from the pressure of the stem. Um, they disassemble easily and quickly. The stems um, are super durable. You're never going to have to worry about oxidation or anything like that. And the reason we call it Ponderosa, Ponderosa is a type of pine um, in the Northwest. And um, we have the green from the stem reminding you of the pine needles. And then that coral finish with that, um, with that uh, chestnut stain and the antiquing kind of looks like a pine cone. So um, they'll be coming soon and I'm looking forward to them. They're slightly smaller than average, not the size of bull. Bulls are regular size, but they're a bit shorter than average, uh, which makes them easy to stash in the pocket, which is really the idea behind the pipe. It's a great traveling companion. And then I just wanted to remind you about the 10th anniversary White Knight. Uh, we introduced it last week. We sold a bunch of it as the tobacco of the week. Um, but we still have a quantity left. I've already gotten feedback from people who've tried it. And they say that it has a deeper flavor than the original and it has uh, a bit of a dark fruit note added to the blend, which the people who've tried it found interesting and enjoyable. Um, but it's a one-time deal. So um, if you're uh, interested in um, trying a medium-bodied um, Latakia blend with a lot of Orientals and aged vintage uh, Virginias, uh, this is your opportunity, but it won't last very long. And so that's enough uh, of the sharing. So I'm going to stop sharing and we'll get into this week's topic. And um, the topic is the real fundamentals of pipe smoking. You know, we talk about all the different ways of packing the pipe. We talk about all the different uh, techniques. 
but there's a reason that these techniques work and that's what i want to talk about today is what are the underlying principles that make those different techniques effective so number one there has to be airflow you got the three-layer method you got the frank method you have all these different methods there's a ton of them on youtube uh, that you can you can check out but the bottom line is you can't smoke a pipe if you can't get a draw so the three-layer method the idea is loose on the bottom uh, tighter in the middle and tighter still at the top to help get proper airflow but keeping the tobacco tight enough that it's laid. the frank method works from the center out basically um the way that you do it is you pack the tobacco more tightly around the edge and you leave it looser down the middle so it burns more freely down the middle allows airflow and the tobacco burns outward toward the chamber walls it's an effective way of packing a pipe but the reason it's effective is it creates proper airflow so whether it's from having the different layers to allow the air to get through or whether you're doing it in such a way that it the airflow is pretty much straight down the center doesn't matter which method you use whatever method you use you've got to have proper airflow if you don't you're going to be fighting with the pipe and this is the kind of stuff that i wish that more people had known you know back when i got started a lot of people started the way i did um you walk into a drugstore you buy a pipe and you buy tobacco. Now, a lot of drugstores don't sell this stuff anymore. Um, but they did when I started. So I got a package deal, a, a two pouches of tobacco with a pipe. And um, not a good pipe. Uh, the tobaccos were fine, but I didn't know how to smoke a pipe at that point. Uh, so... It probably ruined it for me because I uh, had the the wrong equipment and nobody showed me how. My father smoked a pipe, but I wouldn't go to him and ask for help. Not the father-son thing is because, frankly, I didn't want him to know I was going to smoke a pipe. When he did find out, he took it much better than I thought and actually brought me um to where he bought his pipes and tobaccos and got me a decent pipe and got me good tobacco and it changed everything but back then a lot of people did what i did and they didn't have anybody to help them they didn't go to a proper tobacco shop and have somebody teach them and the internet didn't exist so all of this information wasn't readily available um if this were the case back then if we had the resources there'd be a lot more pipe smokers today i'm convinced of that but so many people back in my time uh took up a pipe didn't know how to pack it didn't know what kind of tobaccos to look at uh, what's important in the pipe none of that so they get a terrible pipe they get terrible tobacco um they wouldn't know what they're doing they wind up frying their mouth they put the pipe away and never touch it again uh that would have been much different if more information had been more readily available but the key 
to smoking a pipe, keeping it lit, getting the proper amount of smoke out of it, there has to be airflow. Even lighting is key. Um, a lot of people will puff two, three, four times, and as long as they see the tobacco at the top rise up so they can tamp down and relight, um, they're, they're okay with that. Make sure that you've got the top completely lit um, because this will cause problems later on in the bowl. Um, if you do, if you miss an area on one side, the tobacco will burn down. Um, but this tobacco will take a while to get caught. And so now you've got more tobacco on one side of the chamber. Then when you go to tamp, you tamp that tobacco that hasn't burned yet. And now you have a clump and it's going to cause your pipe to smoke unevenly. And when you tamp, you that clump may even uh, clog up the airflow. So it's really important to get a nice even light on your, uh, on your tobacco. Um, We've got uh, we got a little conversation going on. David says uh, that sounds like him that first time. Basically, a storefront cheap cigarette store, small Chinese-made cob and a pouch of tobacco, um, and the tobacco was known to burn hot and bite. Um, okay, so tamp properly to keep the air flowing. We don't even think about tamping. Uh, the draw gets loose, we tamp the tobacco. Uh, that's, that's pretty much the way it goes. Well, there is a method uh, for tamping that works best, I think. I've been doing it for years. It's the way I always do it, and I will continue to do it. And the interesting part is the way I approach tamping works well for the three-layer method. Um, it also works fine for the Frank method. Uh, and it works well for the method I use, which I call dig and scoop, because that's what I do. I put the bowl in, I dig the tobacco with my index finger and just push it into the chamber. But when you've been smoking pipe as long as I have, you have a feel for it, and uh, that works fine for me. Um, but my my way of tamping is never to start by tamping the center of the chamber. Uh, when I tamp, I always tamp around the edge first, all the way around, and then I give it a light tamp on top once I've done, with, done that. Because when I go around the edge, now the center is raised up a little bit more then the tobacco around the edge and I give it a uh, quick tamp in the center and um, and that's that. So if you tamp the way I just mentioned, the chances of you tamping so tightly that um, you're not going to be able to get a draw, um, it's just not going to happen. All right, let's move on. You got to pack based on the cut of tobacco. Not all packing methods work well with all tobaccos. 
One good example of that is shag cuts. Now, there aren't a lot of them out there. Five Brothers is kind of a shag cut. Um, some of the Gowth and Hogarth uh, bulk tobaccos are shags. Um, but when you're packing a shag tobacco, it's key that you pack it extremely tightly. You got to pack it as tight as you can while still getting a draw. And the reason you need to do that is because it's such a fine cut that it burns very quickly. If you don't pack it tightly, you're going to go through a bowl in no time at all. And uh, once you get toward the middle of the bowl, it's going to get extremely hot. Uh, you need to pack those shag cuts. Um, so that's, you know, that's the... That's the uh, the issue, and um, it, it definitely will uh, make a difference there. Now, we'll go to the other extreme, and that is to uh, when we're talking about cube cuts, sorry. Lost in my place. I had to do a little housekeeping here, um, but things things should be better now. Um, a cube cut um, requires very little effort. You sprinkle the cube cut into the pipe, give it a little tamp, light it, tamp, and and you're good to go. Um, flakes. Folding stuff, you can do that. You can cube cut it by cutting it up with scissors. Um, you can rub it out into a ribbon. Uh, you can do the same thing with spun cuts and coins. Um, broken flakes are a bit of a challenge. Um, what I'll do with a broken flake is I will pack the majority of the bowl as I normally would, but I'll take a little bit of that broken flake and I will rub that out into a into a uh, ribbon uh, to pack on top because the hardest thing about dealing with a broken flake or a folded flake is getting it started. So you need some loose tobacco um, to to get it right. Joe say, is saying that he's still um, trying for different flakes, uh, different ways for flake tobaccos. And you'll eventually find one that works for you, Joe. For, in my case, I really do like the cube cutting. Yeah, uh, David said a lot of flakes have cross cut with scissors in the cubes. And that's, that's what I like to do um, because cube cuts are, are basically trouble free. Um, once they get going, they, they don't require uh, a lot of effort. Uh, just so you know, we had a couple of trolls jump in. And the reason I was kind of distracted was because I had to block a couple of people so they don't disturb the flow of our comments here. So um, hopefully we won't hear from them again although they probably have four or five different Facebook accounts that they can pester us with. But eventually I'll block them all. Um, so pack based on the cut of the tobacco, very important. Uh, otherwise you're either going to pack it too tight and not get a draw, and then you're gonna have to loosen it up and start from the beginning, or you're gonna pack it too loose and you're gonna get a hot smoke. So, um, the next thing is a clean airway is key. This is something that 
if you give it any thought, just makes so much sense that why wouldn't you want to do this? If you don't keep your airways clean, you're going to disrupt the airflow. You're going to cause all kinds of issues. I will just give you an example of that. I um, I had a, a gentleman come into the store when we had a brick and mortar, and he said that he couldn't get a good draw from his pipe. And, um, of course, I'm not going to put somebody else's pipe in my mouth. What I did was I put my hand around the top of the chamber and I blew. So I was blowing air in from the other end to try to see if I could identify the issue. And I took a flashlight and looked down inside the chamber. He didn't have too much cake built up. So I was trying to figure out what the issue was. So I disassembled the pipe. And I ran a pipe cleaner through the stem. And I got a little, a little gunk, but not enough to cause a blockage. So I knew it had to be in the shank. Um, I went in with a pipe cleaner. I got a fair amount of crap out using a pipe cleaner. But again, it didn't seem to be so much that um, it would cause bad airflow. So then I decided I was going to take a shank brush and go down inside the shank. And when I did, and I scrubbed it with um, pipe sweetener, I pulled out that shank brush and there was so much pipe cleaner fuzz that was all tarred up that was in the shank. Basically, every time he put the pipe together, the tenon was pushing that gunk over the airway. And that's why he couldn't get a good airflow. Run a pipe cleaner through every time you smoke the pipe. Make sure you get the tars out of there. Use a good pipe cleaner that doesn't produce a lot of lint. It's one of the reasons why I prefer the Decatur tapered pipe cleaners. Um, they, they produce extremely little lint. Plus, the fact that they're stiffer than most pipe cleaners, so they don't kink when you hit a, a bend in a pipe. Um, they're really superb pipe cleaners. They're marginally more expensive than the cheap cleaners, but you don't need a bunch of different pipe cleaners with the decaders that are tapered. So they're thick on one and thin on the other. You can use it for any kind of airway. And they have um, scrubbing rings built into the pipe cleaners. So you don't need to use bristling pipe cleaners. Um, they're, they're, they're ideal. You can use them for any type with the only exception being church wardens where you're going to need longer pipe cleaners. But... For everything else, the Decatur pipe cleaners do a phenomenal job. Um, and then every two, three, four bowls, take uh, a pipe cleaner, bend it into a U-shape, dip it into some sweetener, go down in the shank and turn it like a key. Uh, and that U-shape will get the pipe cleaner into the edges of the mortise to loosen up any of the gunk. Uh, if you do that, you're not going to have to do a lot of major cleaning at any point. Um, David says he keeps a, a flashlight next to him to check the chambers and airways. Always a good idea. Of course, with cell phones, everybody's got a flashlight. 
Hell, I even have a flashlight now with my smartwatch. Um, so, you know, we, we all have a little more access uh, to emergency lighting than we used to. So that's the key to keeping the airway clean to help you get a better smoke. And then this is one that I was taught uh, by an older gent. <coughs> Excuse me. Went down the wrong way. <coughs> a lot of people have a problem <coughs> with packing the pipe too tightly. <coughs> So this gentleman told me to use a pipe cleaner while I pack a pipe. That's, and again, that's going back a, a large number of years. He would take a fluffy pipe cleaner, something that's thick enough, the decaters will do it if you use the thick end. And he would push it all the way down into the chamber. And then he would pack his bowl, meaning that he always had an airspace at the bottom of the chamber when he pulled the pipe cleaner out. Um, I, I did that for a while. Um, I don't need to do it anymore, but at least in the early stages, it was a pretty good tip. Uh, it made a lot of sense. It still makes sense. Um, but you do get to a point where you get your technique down and you don't necessarily need to do anything like that. But um, if you do have issues, that's a great answer. Run that pipe cleaner into the chamber, let it sit there, pack your pipe, pull the pipe cleaner out, and you should have better airflow um, than you would have otherwise. So it, it's neat. Joe wants to know, are those bristle brushes good to use? Having some kind of an abrasive is a good idea. Um, for cleaning because it will scrub some of the gunk in the walls off. You know, the soft, fluffy uh, part of the pipe cleaner isn't going to grab everything. Um, you need something a little bit more robust to grab it. That said, I'm not a big fan of the nylon bristle pipe cleaners um, because they're they're too sporadically interspersed in the pipe cleaners. And so you have to keep turning the pipe cleaner and turning it and turning it to, to get everything. Uh, I much prefer what's done with the Decatur pipe cleaners, which can be considered a bristle cleaner, but there aren't any actual bristles. What it is, is there are colored rings all the way down the pipe cleaner. Those colored rings are fibers also, but they're fibers that are slightly more abrasive than the soft cottony um, material. And so, it will scrub, and because they run all the way around the pipe cleaner, you get even use of the abrasive all the way around as you clean. So I prefer the pipe cleaners that have the abrasive rings rather than the nylon scrubby bristles. Kyle says he's fairly new at pipe smoking and is wondering what kind of pipe sweetener you could use. Um, you can use basically anything that's alcohol-based. Um, I don't like using like isopropyl alcohol or denatured alcohol. 
um, just because there's an odor there. Um, plus, they're extremely flammable. Um, you can use liquors. Uh, Everclear, the highest proof you can get, um, is, is certainly uh, a good option. Uh, any high proof liquor is fine. 100 proof or better. 80 proof, 90 proof don't do as good a job. You need a little bit more alcohol. But what I use when, and I do a fair amount of cleaning, I've got my, my cleaning set up here at the house. And I have a lot of older pipes that I've reconditioned over the years. And I always use Decatur Briar Fresh. Um, and the reason I use it <clears throat> is that it's formulated, first off, to have a little bit of a minty aroma that dissipates in 15 minutes. But um, it lets you know that you're using it. It's got that hint of mint, uh, but you won't taste it. Uh, it is an alcohol base, but it's particularly designed to evaporate quickly. So you get it in there, it dissolves the tars. Uh, you get your pipe cleaner to get that gunk out of the pipe. And then in 10 to 15 minutes, the pipe is dry and clean and ready to use again. So Decatur Briar Fresh is what I use. What I especially like about it is that it comes in a bottle that has a flip top for dispensing drops but you i don't use it that way i flip the cap the top part of the cap open and rather than pouring out that spout i run my pipe cleaner right down through the spout into the fluid and then as i pull it out i kind of rub the pipe cleaner against the edge of the hole as i pull it out and that gets all the excess off uh so this this bottle is ideal for the purpose because you can get the pipe cleaner in there without taking the top completely off and you use that small hole for being able to get the excess fluid off the pipe cleaner before you use it. Well, that covered a lot. I hope it was useful. I hope people enjoyed themselves. Um, of course, I want to thank all of you who tune in uh, to watch live, but the folks who tune in throughout the rest of the week are every bit as important and we'd like to hear from you. So if you're watching this throughout the rest of the week after the video has already been completed, still feel free to drop comments into the comment section, drop questions into the comment section, and we will throughout the week get notifications. I will get back to you and I will answer your questions or reply. So um, please make use of the comment section, regardless of whether you're watching it live or watching it on delay. Um, and Joe and David, thank you for, um, for your kind comments. Randy, thank you. Um, and I, I hope you have fun uh, throughout the week. It looks like... Um, the the early part of what we consider the unofficial fall is still going to be pretty warm. Um, we have at least a week's worth of 80 plus degree weather uh, coming following Labor Day. So um, it looks like we're going to have an extended summer. Uh, so get out there and enjoy it. Dave, thank you for uh, the kind comment. Um, and uh, we're going to do this again next week. I have some more, um, 
news that I'll pass along as we get more details. And uh, we will have uh, a bunch of interesting topics to, uh, to talk about. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Kyle. And we're going to um, try to get a couple of guests in here. Um, you know, you're, uh, you're an important part of the teams and the people who come and watch this every week and uh, have been customers for a long time. And some of you aren't customers, you're not off of your own outside of the country or, or whatever that can't buy from us. But we, we appreciate it nonetheless. So um, we're going to uh, have more stuff to talk about again next week. And uh, as I said, I appreciate you coming by. I'm Russ Willett from PipesandCigars.com. Thanks for watching.